Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is a new vision of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Now, again, I'm still not ready to say we're in the tribulation yet, but I am getting very, very close, and this is further confirmation. It's very, very important, very powerful. I think it's one of the most important visions, or some of the most important information we've got about end-time Bible prophecy. It comes to us from Byron Surley, or You Be Ready, 12-5-2022. Last night I was very tired, and much as I tired, I was not able to sleep to go, I was not able to go to sleep. I didn't know at that time, but the Lord had something else planned for me, and it was not sleep. At least not for a while, anyway. A little after 3 a.m., I was given a vision, which I estimate lasted around 30 minutes. I've never heard of anybody having a vision 30 minutes, and I believe him. I believe this is of God. The Lord has given me visions and allowed me to see many terrifying and horrific future events, from asteroids and volcanoes to wars, Nuclear bombs killing, and none of those can compare to what I saw and experienced last night. It was the most terrifying experience that I've ever had, so much so that afterwards I was not able to sleep for hours thinking about all I had just seen. Now, before we get into the whole vision here, let me remind you that once a year, Prophecy Club asks people to support it. We're sending out a letter like this. You may be getting in the mail, and if you haven't gotten the mail, you're welcome to pause and read the letter. But essentially, it's saying that you have the opportunity to be blessed by blessing other ministries, specifically those of the end-time Bible prophecy, those that are watchmen, those are trying to warn people. And if God has blessed you and you can help us, now would be a really, really good time. And there's links on this program where you can click. Or you can use a QR code and you can go and give and support what we're trying to do. I'm going to move on. Just after 3 a.m., I suddenly found myself no longer in my bed or in my bedroom, but in a place I did not know or recognize. Even though the lightning seemed somewhat dimmed, I was able to see everything around me clearly. Now, I'm going to read these scriptures in advance because this will help you to understand the rest of the dream. In case you're not familiar with them, and hopefully you're familiar with these verses very much. Revelation 6, 1. As I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals. Now, when he opens that seal, Jesus is starting the seven-year tribulation. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, and one of the four beasts say, Come and see. And I saw, behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him had a bow. Now, I always thought that that was a bow as in bow and arrows, but... He's about to clarify that, and it's not a bow, as in bow and arrows. And a crown was given to him, who went forth conquering and to conquer. There went out another horse that was red, <clears throat> and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and to he, that they should kill one another, and there was given to him a great sword. And when he opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat upon him had a pair of balances in his hand. White horse, I believe that these are, and there's a little question with what he says here, I still believe that these are angels of God sent forth to bring judgment on the earth. But let's go on. I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine, meaning things get extremely expensive. You work all day long for enough food just to feed you for that day. I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat thereon was Death, and Hell followed with him, and power was given him over a fourth part of the earth to kill with sword, 
with hunger, with death, and with the beasts of the earth. And when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell upon the earth? White robes are given to every one of them, and said to them that they should rest yet for a little season till their fellow servants and their brethren should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. I was standing there, not yet seeing anything, but I could hear the sound of a horse snorting from behind me. Now we're back into his vision. I then felt warm, moist air hitting the back of my neck. I quickly turned around and was shocked to see a massive white horse with bright red eyes. This horse was very tall with its shoulder up above my head. It looked very angry, snorting and moving about. <clears throat> I then saw the rider on the white horse who had a deadly looking appearance and did not look to be human or an angel. Now, I'm going to say it's an angel. Um, the reason I say that is because I don't believe God gives crowns to devils, as it said in the, the white horse. Also, Dimitri Dudman had the angel on the white horse visit him and give him some specific instructions. He said every time he said when when he first saw him he said the the angel knocked him to the ground he he got back up and the angel knocked him back down again he said why did you knock me down he said I want to show you my power so I personally think that they're angels of God that's what these riders on the horses are so he says I felt warm moist air uh, this horse was very tall with its shoulder high above my head and it looked very angry snorting and moving about. Then I saw the rider on the horse who had a deadly-looking appearance, did not look human or an angel. It looked like a cadaver with the look of death. But it was also alive like the living dead. It was very ugly, half-naked, and wearing what looked like a Roman toga with some of the material draped over one shoulder. It had long hair, dirty blonde in color. My attention was then drawn to the rider's hands. I saw one hand holding the reins of the horse, and the other hand was lifted up, up high, holding a bow. But this was not the kind of bow used with arrows, but a bow that was like a rainbow. I was surprised to see this. The arm was raised up high with the rainbow in the hand. And I saw a look of great defiance on the face. Now, hang on. Hang on. Um, I don't think he made this up. I think he was shown something very powerful here. So he says that he sees this rider with a rainbow. I've never heard anybody say that, but now that he says it, it makes more sense than a bow and arrows, okay? I mean, all of these years, all of the prophecy teachers say, well, we see a bow, but we don't see any arrows. Well, the reason because the bow had nothing to do with arrows. It had to do with a rainbow, okay? And I still ain't figured that one out, but give me a few days and I'll pray about it. Anyway. And I saw a look of great defiance on the face. I looked closer to the bow and counted the colors. There were only six. I thought, where is the seventh color? I then heard the voice of the Lord say, This is deception. It will run full speed until I return. Its deception will come to fullness when the sign of perdition takes control. Now, if the tribulation has started, the sign of perdition, the beast, the Antichrist, has been released from falling endlessly and helplessly in the bottomless pit, and he is now inhabiting the body of some human on the earth. Now, he's not in control until the middle of the tribulation. So that makes perfect sense. 
Its deceptions include the sodomite agenda, the religious agenda, the government agenda, the drug agenda, the education agenda, the woke agenda, the media agenda, and the entertainment agenda. And that all makes perfect sense to you. You might want to read that again. I turned again to see the angry white horse with red eyes and the rider who now had a look of pure hatred along with a look of defiance. I looked again and I saw no crown anywhere. Well, that makes sense too, because you don't get a crown until you have done your work. And apparently this angel was only starting his work, not finished. I saw no crown anywhere and then understood that the crown given to this rider is his authority to deceive the whole world. So he's going forth to deceive. Again from behind, I heard a voice, a, a horse snorting. I turned this time to see a massive red horse, the same size as the white horse. It looked as if it was on fire. Its eyes were black and it appeared angrier than the white horse. The rider again looked like the same kind of pale skinned cadaver with the look of death. This time the white rider was wearing a long black hooded cape-like robe. The eyes were empty as if staring off into the distance. I see a large two-edged sword in one hand and I hear the sound of screaming every time it moves. I heard the voice of the Lord say, this rider takes peace from the earth. Its sword swings back and forth, dividing asunder everything. This horse and rider will ride until I return, culminating in world war. Only I can bring peace. I am the Prince of Peace. This spirit causes division, which takes away peace. It divides marriage, races, nations, states, men, women, everything. Everything that can be divided to cause strife and take away peace. I once again turned to look as I heard the snorting behind me and I saw a massive, shiny, black horse. It's so shiny that the reflection of its jet black coat was a dark blue tint to it. This horse's eyes were pure bright white, appearing like two shining white balls against the blackness of its head. Again, I think these are angels. These are the Lord's angels he sends out to bring judgment on the earth. This horse did not seem as angry as the other two horses, but I sensed a strong evil about it. I then sent the rider, but due to the darkness surrounding this horse and rider, it was difficult to see what it looked like or what it was wearing. I was able to see the rider's arm as it extended out. It was very thin, just skin and bones. I could see a pair of silver balances being held in the bony hand with the light. The light reflecting off the scales as the hand was raising out and upward. I then heard the voice of the Lord say, Cause the balances to be unfair. Give them little, but charge much. Change the weights to give less, but say it is the same. Do not take from the rich, but take all from the poor. I then got a sense of great evil from this rider and heard the words, that horse will ride until I return. Now, I know what you're thinking, but wait a minute, Stan, it says these horses are evil. I understand that's what they're doing. They're going forth to bring evil, to bring judgment on the evil of the earth. I then smelled an overwhelmingly horrible putrid smell. It was like the combination of many rotting dead animals along with hundreds of sewers all in one. I turned to see a disgusting, sickening, pale green horse with blood-red eyes. 
The rider on this horse was a skeleton with skin stretched over it. The smell was so horrendous that it was all I could do to keep from being sick. This horse and rider were extremely repulsive, and I felt a void or emptiness coming from them. This horse and rider followed behind the other three horsemen and seemed to be like a vacuum sucking up or drawing into it all who died, both man and beast. This was death. I heard the voice of the Lord say, This horse will ride until I return. I will do away with death. In other words, when uh, at the, the Feast of Atonement, that's where he tosses death and hell into the, the bottomless pit. This is the second death. Well, until then, there's still death. I then had a view of the earth from a distance, and I saw the four horsemen riding, circling around the whole earth. The horses were galloping together at an extremely rapid speed, the first three horses side by side with the fourth one following behind. I then saw people, more than the eye could see and possibly ever count. They had on white robes and were crying out, How long? How long? Remember, this is where, How long, O Lord, holy and true to us, and I judge and avenge our blood on those that dwell on the earth. Remember? Okay. I heard the Lord say, These have come out of great persecutions. The, the scriptures say these come out of great tribulation. Same thing. These have come out of great persecutions in the past, but the greatest persecutions are here now and will finish when I gather me unto me my bride. The sixth seal. I then saw a very large fist. I was seeing this hand from the wrist down. So I think he's saying he doesn't see the arm. Okay, he's just seeing from the wrist down. I'm holding this up, but like that, I think is what he's saying. And I saw a hole at the base of the palm, and I've long thought that Jesus didn't have the spike going here because it could just pull out. In other words, like this, okay? I've long thought that it had to go here, or maybe even down a little bit further, but not here. It had to be here. That's what he sees here. That's another. See, little things like that, it tells me this is God, okay? I was seeing this hand from the wrist down. I saw a hole at the base of the palm right here, okay? The first, the fist opened to reveal what looked like a glazed brown disc with the number six on it. In other words, this is the sixth seal. He's holding the sixth seal in his hand. Who would that be? That would be Jesus, okay? Because... Remember, how's it go? Uh, Worthy is lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength, honor, glory, and blessing. Another place that says, Worthy is the lamb to take the book and to open the seals thereof because he was slain, has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation, has made us unto our God, kings and priests. That's what it's talking about, that seal, that sixth seal. The Lord then spoke this. I hold the sixth seal in my hand until the time my father says to break it. I say, repent now. For it is not known when the seal will open. Repent now, for it is close at hand. My son, look at the colors of the horses. White, red, black, green. What nations have those colors in their flags? Beware, says the Lord. Amen, Lord Jesus. Now, I think this is another thing that tells me this is of God, because this is wisdom and knowledge above humans. What he just, just that one phrase there. And let me explain. 
So I looked up, and there are actually eight nations that have red, green, white, and black in their flag. These are the nations. Egypt, Sudan, Iraq, Yemen, Syria, Jordan, UAE, and Palestine. Now, as you look at that map, what do you notice? I'll tell you what, let's look a little closer. The four Pan Am Arab colors each represent a different period of Arab history. Black, Rashidun, I'm not going to try to say those big words, white of the Umayyads, green is the Fatimids and the Rashidun, whatever you had to say there. Red is the Hashemite dynasty. Another theory comes from the 14th century by an Iraqi poet, which says, white are our acts, black are our battles, green are our fields, and red are our swords. And it goes back to the prophet Muhammad, meaning black, white, green, and red are the colors of the Muslim flags. Long time ago, I used to think that this was the leopard. In my DVD, Daniel Verse by Verse, this is what my guess was. Okay, We didn't know for certain, but this is the best guess I could offer that this would be a caliphate of nations surrounding Israel, Libya, Egypt, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. Pretty good guess. However, based upon what we were told in this vision, this is more accurate. So these are the eight nations that have a red, green, white, and black flag. What do you notice about them? What do you notice about them? And I'll give you a second look. That, that's, that's real important. Matter of fact, I've got another flag here for you, another way to look at it, so you can look at it this way. But these are the flags. These are the nations. These are the flags. These are the nations. Now, what do you notice about those nations? The answer is they all surround Israel. These are the nations surrounding Israel that one day will come down and attack Israel, and God is going to de- defeat them in one day, in an hour, that you think not, the Son of Man cometh, and he'll defeat them with the morning star. So it is, I'm, I'm letting it settle in my spirit right now, but I think I'm going to say that these nations are the leopard, the leopard with the four wings and the four heads. Now, to understand who the leopard is, let's go back to Daniel 3, and I'm not going to read all of this, uh, just to, just a couple of things. So there's, in Daniel 7, there's four beasts. The first one is a, like a lion that had eagle's wings. The second one is a bear. That's the Russian bear. This is the English lion, and the eagle's wings are obviously America, and this is the Russian bear. And then there's, there's the leopard. Now, let's look at this more closely. After I beheld another like a leopard, which had on the back of it four wings of a fowl. Now, I had always assumed that those four... But see, I haven't memorized the book of Daniel. And so I didn't have as understanding as deep in Daniel as I do in Revelation. But it says four wings on the back of it. So I assumed that those four wings are four nations. They actually may be four colors of their flag, and that's my point. Four wings of a fowl, and they all had four heads. So this is four, it could be the nations that have four colors, and they'll have four heads over them, and dominion was given to it. Now, dominion means they have power. They have control. And what do they have control of? Well, mostly oil, okay? Then we go to Daniel 7, 7. This is the fourth beast. This is the world government. And I'm not going to go into explaining all about it or we'll miss our point tonight. I considered the horns and there came up another one, another one, and there came up among them another little horn. That's the Antichrist. 
And he says, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. So when he takes control, we talked about this several times, the Antichrist, one of the first things he's going to do, we're going to see war. So if we really are in the tribulation, sort of like the biggest thing I'm watching for is a big war. And no, I'm not counting between uh, Russia and Ukraine as the big war. If we're in the tribulation, we would expect to see a big war start. And it says here, that uh, there is a man speaking great things, and that ties in with Revelation uh, 13, where he's talking about a mouth speaking great things. All right, let's go on. So it may very well be that the leopard, this four wings, four-headed leopard, and by the way, we know leopard represents Muslims. How do you know, Stan? Because do a search, pull up a map on where leopards live. Then pull up a map on where Muslims live. Print both the maps Overlay them, and you'll find out that where the, the leopards live is pretty much where the Muslims live. Then, and I have done the research, go in and research how Muslims and how leopards live, how they mate, how they hunt, everything. It's almost like they're the leopard, kind of like the Christians are the wheat, and then the tares are the ones that live next to the wheat, but they're not really wheat. Then we look at a confirmation of this in Revelation 13. So I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast, that's the world government, rise up out of the sea, that's the people, having seven heads and ten horns, that's the seven continents divided into ten global regions. Skip on down. We see here three of the four. We see the leopard, we see the bear, we see the lion, and then the dragon, which is the three beasts and then the fourth beast. So it's confirming what we're talking about. So I now believe that this is not correct here. Now we have more information. See, that's another reason it makes me believe this brother, this Byron Surly, is really hearing from God on this. Because apparently this is the layout. And it may very well be that instead of the four wings representing four nations, the four wings representing four colors of actually eight nations, the eight nations that surround Israel, that one day is going to come down and attack Israel at Armageddon. Now I know what you're thinking. You're saying, well, wait a minute, what about Saudi Arabia? Saudi Arabia is just south of Israel. Saudi Arabia is Muslim. As a matter of fact, it's where Islam started. So how come that's not including? Well, that's a good question. The correct answer is I don't exactly know. But my best guess is, is because Moses and the children of Israel spent 40 years walking all through the wilderness, what we call a desert, and today we call that Saudi Arabia. And I don't have the scripture right in front of me, but there's a scripture that says... As he promised that to Abraham, he also promised that to Moses. Wherever the sole of his feet touched, he was giving him that ground. Now, my guess is, this is a guess, but my guess is that all of Saudi Arabia actually belongs to Israel. Don't say that when you're in Saudi Arabia, by the way. <laughs> I had to watch that. I didn't say that a couple of times. There. But it could be the reason Saudi Arabia is not part of it is because that is actually Israeli territory by the time Armageddon rolls around. So I suggest a couple of things. First of all, stop sinning, repent, and turn to Jesus with your whole heart. Ask Jesus to come into your heart. Ask him to be your Lord and Savior, and ask him to forgive your sins. Next, I'll send you to Joseph Kitchen to get you some food, josephkitchen.com. Next, I'll send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com to get yourself some gold and silver. Next, I'll send you to empshield.com to get you a device 
so that if an EMP goes off near your home, your car still starts and your computers still work. You put one on your car and one on your, your house, one on each of your cars. And I also send you to prophecyclub.com and encourage you to get what is called the Watchman's Package. And you get two of these two-foot by three-foot charts. And you can see all about the Watchman's Package there, $355 for a gift of $200. And finally, if God has blessed you, if you can help Prophecy Club, this is the one time of the year that we ask for help so that we can kind of fill in the blank of things that didn't happen like they were supposed to the past through the year. And also start off the new year with uh, on the right foot, so to say. Prophecyclub.com, empshield.com, you use the promo code PROPHECY, cornerstoneassetmetals.com, josephkitchen.com, use the promo code there, Prophecy Club. And we're all looking forward to having a Merry Christmas. Terry Saka of CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. So why should people call you today? Well, the war in Ukraine is not just about Ukraine. The sanctions they put on Russia is making silver that would go to London go to the East China. London no longer is getting silver to fulfill these contracts. Silver is in a potential upshot when this starts to play out in the supply chain. Very important news. Well, I remember... Shane Warren was told in an audible voice that silver would skyrocket far more than gold. No doubt. Yeah. So if you're thinking about getting some kind of gold or silver or precious metal, call cornerstoneassetmetals.com. You don't have to get anything today. Just start a dialogue. Open an account with them. Start visiting. Find out what's best for you. Cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Let's talk about Joseph Kitchen. I actually cooked this loaf of bread you're seeing here. Takes me about 10 minutes to put the ingredients together, put it into a bread machine, push a button, two hours, 20 minutes later, I get a loaf of bread out like that. Now, if you cut that loaf of bread that weighs about three pounds, the loaves you get in the store have most of the good stuff removed. The loaves you get in the store are about a pound. That's three pounds because it's got the good stuff still in it. Cut that into 14 slices. And if I eat a slice in the morning and the afternoon, I'm satisfied. So on that basis, one loaf can sustain, and it says everything we want, can sustain a person, one person for a week. Based upon that, it'll get you excellent nutrition. It tastes good, long storage life, 10 minutes to combine the ingredients, two hours, 20 minutes to make it. Other wheat that you order arrives in paper bags, which means bugs, rice, humidity can get a hold of it and ruin it. But at Joseph Kitchen, they send it out in 100 mil thick buckets. Gives you long shelf life. It's stackable. The nitrogen infuses that hopefully gives it a lot much longer shelf life, kills bugs and things like that. Easily resealable. Keep in a climate controlled area. And they have it in stock. This is a picture, an actual picture of part of the warehouse. Here's another picture of the, these. Actually, each one of those boxes holds 2,500 pounds of wheat and I think they've got 54 of those boxes a bunch of them so Joseph's Kitchen can ship it to you right now you go to most of these places they say out of stock so here's what you want to do everybody needs to get a machine package these are the things that you need to grind the wheat berries put them into a grinder 30 seconds later you have flour you put that into the bread machine along with six other ingredients push about two hours 20 minutes later you have a nice hot loaf of whole wheat bread Then you have to decide how much food you want. 
food two people one year four people one year six people one year and if you want to make certain you have it when the electricity goes down you can also get yourself a solar generator all at josephskitchen.com josephskitchen.com next is i'll send you to empshield.com if you use the promo word prophecy you get a 50 dollars discount so empshield.com Promo code PROPHECY.